Hello and welcome to Rewildology, the nature podcast that explores the human side of conservation, travel, and rewilding the planet. I'm your host, Brooke Mitchell, conservation biologist and adventure traveler. All right, who else feels like it's almost impossible to connect with others in this field? We're advised to create a strong network, meet others that might connect us with a future employer, find a mentor that can help us gain the skills we need to be better conservationists, and on and on. Heck, even I've advised this multiple times on the show. But finding others in conservation, ecotourism, and other related fields can almost feel impossible at times. But what if there was a social platform designed specifically to connect conservationists and organizations? Wouldn't that be a game changer for broadening our network and strengthening connections between us? What if I told you that that exact platform now exists, all thanks to the guest of today's episode? Megan Crump is the mastermind behind the brand new social platform called Key Conservation. Megan spent the early years of her career in almost every type of conservation job out there, and realized along the way that it was nearly impossible for small organizations and individual conservationists to connect with one another. Through a heroic amount of grit, determination, and willpower, she learned how to write code, raise funds, build a team, and launch Key. Megan and I have such a fun time discussing how the idea for Key came to be, how Key fills a huge void in the conservation community, what the platform is and how it works, big features that were just launched, and future plans for the app. With that said, please join me over on Key. My profile is all set up and I would love to connect with you there. Please use the special referral link in the episode description and start connecting with others in the conservation community right now. Okay, maybe not that right now. First, listen to today's episode with Megan and then I'll see you there. All right, everyone, please enjoy this inspiring conversation with Megan. Well, hi, Megan. Oh, my gosh. It's been a long time in the making. I'm so excited that we are officially recording this episode because you, what? We first talked. Oh, my gosh. When did we connect? Was it 2021? Was that when we first? Time doesn't exist for me anymore. I I don't really know like when. (laughs) I feel like there's a period where I was like, I know what day it is, but now I'm just like, I don't know. But yes, it's been (laughs) quite a while, I think. Um, Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, yeah, because we connected over this incredible platform that is the topic of today's episode. And we're going to talk about the whole timeline here because what you're doing is truly revolutionary for the conservation field. And why I'm so excited that we stayed in touch for pretty much two years. I think the show was maybe like six months old, maybe something. Yeah. When you and I first connected. Yeah. And we first had our first uh, incredible conversation. And and when you reach back out to me and be like, Brooke, like, I'm ready to talk. Like, we're going, we're rolling. Um, I was (laughs) like, yes, let's do this, Megan. (laughs) So before we get to everything about what Key is and just this wonderful thing that you've built, just maybe for a little bit of background for me, I don't even know if I had a chance to ask you, like, when did you decide to dedicate your career to conservation? And <laughs> was there a moment like that you can recall that put your future in motion? Or did you always want to be in this field? But yeah, where did this begin for you? <laughs> uh, well, my family always jokes that like, this is I've always known I want to do my whole life. Like, I, I mean, anim- I was obsessed with animals. I don't know why, like, it just came out that way, I guess. Um so it's it's been kind of set in stone that it was gonna be animals at some point. So I just didn't know what it was. I just remember watching, um, I watched like that Jack Hanna's Animal Adventures when mm-hmm. I was a little kid on TV, and there was a woman on the show called Julie Scardina, who was the curator of species at the Tampa Bay Tampa Zoo, I believe. I can't remember Bush Bush Garden, um, in Tampa Bay. Um, and I just thought that was so fascinating because she got to oversee all the different species because that you know at some point you're like okay. I want to be a elf, like work with elephants or wolves, you know, or different things. So you felt like you had this, you know, you're a little kid, you're not sure. Um, and so when I saw that and I was like, wow, she can like work with all species. Cause I just never had a favorite. Like I just was like, you know, of course you're fond, more fond of the others, but I really truly do like just love all of them. And, 
And so I saw that and I was like, wow, you could do a job where you could help all the species. And so I think that probably <laughs> put in my head at the beginning of a small age, like, how can I help all of them? You know? Um, so that's kind of like where it's kind of kicked off is like thinking about from that bigger perspective. But yeah, I just kind of always wanted and it just started my career kind of working into going into being a wildlife biologist and things like that. Yeah. Oh, so that is what you did next. So did you study wildlife biology in school? And then, I mean, were you classic like boots on the ground for a while? Um, yeah. What did yeah. you do? <laughs> yes. Yeah, so <laughs> I actually did like a kind of like my own kind of tweaked my own major. I did a natural resource management and wildlife management, like a combination of again, <laughs> I feel like I've always kind of just been uh, Frankensteining my own life and career and stuff <laughs> and different things I want to make because I just, I know I always, I always get like annoyed. I, I moved around a lot as a kid. And so I saw the same patterns of like the same popular people and the same sports people and the same, you know, people focus on other things. It was like, after a while, it was like, okay, I know there's going to be this group and this stuff. And I just started thinking like, what if it, things could be different in different ways? And I guess that kind of like kicked out that mindset as an early age, like doesn't really matter. Like no one really cares because you're going to, you know, you move on and it's all, you no, know, everyone's focused on themselves. So why don't make something that you love and want to do? So I guess with my undergrad career, I started thinking about that because I was really interested in, in how we could, you know, natural resource management because like thinking about things from a holistic perspective from the ecosystem level and down to like, obviously I wanted to be a biologist. So having, having to focus on like wildlife management and things like that. Um, so yeah, that's what I studied. And I, I wanted to do environmental law at first, but then I realized I couldn't, I wanted to get in on the ground, you know? Uh, so yeah, that's kind of what I did the undergrad. And then I moved into actually doing field work and things like that. So that's where I started getting my career off and going in, in a sense. So when did you realize that there was this disconnect within the conservation community? Did you have like a particular experience or how, how did, were the seeds planted that developed, it grew, literally grew into what you're doing now? Yeah, honestly, it was multiple different experiences. So I've had a lot of varied uh, jobs. So I've worked with different species and different organizations. You know, I've worked, I did a fellowship with the San Diego Zoo, doing uh, reintroduction work for the endangered um, Stevens kangaroo rats. So I did translocations for that. I also worked with the San Diego Zoo again at the Cahoe uh, Bird Conservation Center, working with the like extinct in the wild Alala and working about how, you know, doing captive breeding and release and then like restoring the ecosystems for the release. And then I did invasive plants stuff. Uh, All over, over. You know, <laughs> yeah. And I, you know, it's so I did, I was a park ranger in Yel Yellowstone. I worked in bear management in Yosemite. So I've done a lot of different things. And then I was, um, and then I did sea turtle research in the Caribbean. And so like all these experiences started feeling like there was a lot of reoccurring patterns, like the same problems were coming through where there was a disconnect between the work that we were doing and the people around us who wanted to get more involved or had no idea that we were even doing some of this stuff. You know, so for example, when I was in Hawaii, um, we, we were looking, just kind of doing um, some research to see if we could find if there was like um, some, you know, all of that still in the wild. And when you're out there talking to people, what we're looking for, people were like, what's, what's that? What's an, mm. what's an alala, you know, and like they didn't even know um, that we that these species existed and that, that we were looking for them and that there's this whole program behind them. And it's like, you know, you're on an island and it's like, it's pretty small, you know, not small, but like, you know, feel <laughs> you know a lot of what's going on and stuff. And it's like, so it, it was like, wow, people don't even know this is happening. But, uh, you know, just that kept happening all around. And there was like the sea trail project I was working on. That's really what kicked off the whole idea for key conservation. It's the story I always tell because when we were working down there, we had a, a hotline that people could call that like if they had anything that was going on, you know, Citro related that needed our assistance, they would call this this line, which is <laughs> we call the turtle phone, which is really funny. Um, and one day we got a, a call about a Citro nest that was being washed out because the development made the, the beach really short. So the, the turtle oh. nested really close to the ocean. So it was, you know, the eggs were getting exposed and getting washed out. Someone's like, you have to get down here. Like they're going to get washed away. And so we had this like uh, patrol vehicle. We, we, you know, we came out of our, our house that we were staying in and someone didn't fill up the gas tank, which, you know, who did that, you know, <laughs> but we'll never know. Uh, but there's, you know, we didn't have enough gas to get down there. So we're like, okay, we used to keep our projects fun in a jar 
in the house. So we'd pull from it and then pay for gas and like necessities for the project. And um, we went in there and there was like coins left, you know, oh, nothing no. to like. And we're like, oh, you know, crap. And, you know, we got a, you know, biologists, we don't get paid that much. We got a stipend um, to pay for our food. You know, we got free stay and stuff, but we had to pay for our food. So we ended up using our stipend to pay for the gas. And I was just thinking like, of course, of course, we were like, it wasn't even a second thought. You're like, we're going to do this. We're going to get down there and do all this stuff. And then, you know, we were, we called the the manager and they're like, okay, we'll get you more project funds. But it was just like that, that constant battle of like, do we have enough? We're not sure. And we grabbed some t-shirts that we had that we would like, you know, sell people like to like raise money, like when we're out there. So we grabbed some of those, you know, we went down and we, on the way down there, I was just thinking like, this is just crazy to me that we're in this position when it's just so many people around the world, like love sea turtles, right? And they would just be like, oh my gosh, I would love to help you in this moment. I'll give you, you know, 10 bucks or five bucks or whatever, like just save the sea turtles, you know? And I was like, the only way we can reach out to these people right now is to make a post on like Facebook or, you know, Instagram, and then hope somebody sees it and then they can get to our, go to our website. And then, you know, there's no guarantee you know we just there's this whole like difficult like you know flow of getting this to, to the fort and stuff so but the irony was like we went down to the beach and it's actually was on a beach that we nicknamed millionaires beach because it has millionaire like homes are just millions of dollars and pretty much everyone that's walking that beach is like very well off you know and not for for very long we were like you know working again that nest pulled out and there's pe- a whole group of people all around us being like oh my god this is amazing like how can I help? And we're showing them what, you know, what we're doing and, and you kind of educating them, like why <laughs> awkwardly that this development is causing this problem. And they're just like, oh, geez, I didn't know. And, um, and so I was just like, you know, we sold some shirts that day. We're like, yeah, we made our money back. We got our, our stipend back. We can use it for our food and stuff. And then we got some more to buy some gas to, for the rest of the time. And, and I just, so when it kind of hit me, I was like, all right, this is crazy. Like there's so many I would love to tell people like, hey, like you can get involved in like those hatchlings, you know, they're going to come, they're going to actually hatch um, in a couple of weeks and then we're going to release them. And they're like, well, can we see them? And I'm like, yeah, like just keep watching our Facebook page and we'll let you know when we're going to do it. And I was like, how cool would it be if we had a way to alert them in real time or have a geo-based alert system where it's like, hey, are you in this area? Are you vacationing here or whatever? Come and be a part of this experience. And it's like, you know, there's so many stories where people like have these moments in nature or moments with a species where it's like it changed them, right? Like that's what makes it so special. And that's why we're all so like passionate about it. We can all agree, like we have to save it because it's important, right? So imagine all these moments that we could create if we were able to connect people um, because they didn't even know this is happening, right? So that's kind of like where wanting to kind of <clears throat> start that with key. And then also realizing that this isn't an isolated incident. There's a many organizations all over the world who are having these incredible moments that they could be sharing with people, but nobody knows they're happening. Or vice versa, like there's these like really dark, hard moments that organizations are going through and they feel like nobody knows and nobody is there, right? And so I I kind of wanted to create this platform to be like uh, a way for the world to like have the backs of conservationists like we got you tell us what's going on like we can help you you know and because I feel I truly do believe that like people want to get involved they just don't know how like they're just like well what could we do or like what's going on but we needed to make it easy for conservationists to like actually reach out as well so (laughs) I'll stop going on and on but that's kind of where this whole platform started kind of emerging yeah that is such a great concrete example of just seeing one personally experiencing it and then like okay let's actually do something about it so I want to go back to that moment though as someone who has built something myself and someone who has worked in a startup um how I know (laughs) that that is such a loaded big question but so you're a wildlife biologist and you were working on all these incredible projects doing conservation work around the world you were a ranger you were all these things and then you had an idea for a social platform that would connect the conservation community so how in the world did you do that so you have this big idea what was step number one do you remember step number one like what (laughs) how did you even get the ball rolling to get this started yeah 
um, step number one, I, I went to grad school. And so I was like, all right, I'm going to do research. I'm going to, I'm going to ask my professors. I'm going to ask people like, does something like this exist? Cause like, it's like the number one thing in like science, like duplication of effort. Like you don't want to be doing something that <laughs> someone else is doing. Like, I don't want to spend time. Like if someone's doing something like this, then I'll like gladly jump on and try to help them or whatever. And I couldn't find anything, you know, I couldn't find anything that was like, in a way, like all the things that I wanted to do, you know, so, and, you know, it was interesting because there was also a lot of like pushback being like, this is impossible to build. Mm. Don't bother doing mm. it. <laughs> Cause you know, and then it was like, okay, all right. You know, so, <laughs> so I started time doing research to figure that out. And then, and then I just couldn't, I couldn't stop thinking about it. Like I, I just couldn't. It was like every day I'd go to bed thinking about it. I wake up the next morning being like, "Well, what about this?" And it just got like it was eating away at me. And um, and so when I got out of grad school, I decided to like you know I did some more f- like field work. I did some more work, um, you know, in conservation. But then I just kind of like I had a time where I was like, "Well, am I gonna am I gonna go for this?" Like. I started kind of just thinking about it more in a realistic way. And I knew that I needed to understand more about like how to build a platform and like how to even like think about these things. So I'm, I applied for a job outside of the conservation space in the tech, in this tech startup world um, in San Diego, because I wanted to move to a place where conservation and tech and everything was like colliding. And that's where that place was. And since I already did my fellowship at the San Diego zoo, I was familiar with the area and obviously like, I was living in London and then I was living in Jackson Hole and I was ready for some sunshine. <laughs> so it was a little bit of a win-win for that one. But I got a job at this like um, uh, tech startup and I was doing sales, which was like, I can't even tell you the like the adjustment from going from being outside every day to I was literally in a concrete office building. Probably, I made 100 calls a day. Cause I like, and that's how to feed myself. Cause I was like, I have to survive as a salesperson, but I got to learn what are the pain points? What are people trying to solve? And they were building a software similar to building a community. And that's why I wanted to join. Cause I was like, okay, how are they building community? How are they building the software? What's the like design and everything like that. So I was, you know, it was really hard. <laughs> cause I was like, oh my God, like, whew. but it was amazing. Cause I was like, I got to learn so much. And at night I was going home and I was um, doing designs for the platform. And I was like ideating, like what could we, you know, I was talking to my friends on conservation. I even sent out a survey to all these people to ask them like, what do you wish existed? And like, what do you want to do? Because I wanted to be like, I have evidence <laughs> that people want this. And I have evidence that this is like, because I didn't want to just build something because off of what I know, because that's not the true conservation experience i want to make sure that we actually had voices from all over the world who are actually doing stuff like that are way different than what i was doing and so yeah at nighttime i was sketching out i still have all these like sketches of like because if you think about the platform every single thing that you clicked had to go somewhere and that needed to be designed and so i took a i i applied for a nonprofit to be a nonprofit. so figure out the name i wanted to like something that was very like whatever. And I applied for my, the nonprofit status. And then I started, I took a course on how to learn how to be a UX designer. And I taught myself how to design apps. <laughs> so I, that's kind of like the first like chunk of steps that I took <laughs> to start getting key going. And then what happened after that? Did you because when I started talking with you, you already had developers and that things had regressed significantly from that point. So did you build, a, I, I don't want to call it a rudimentary app because I don't think that's probably actually um, like described MVP or built. something. Yeah, because you, you, yeah, like maybe like, uh, like 1.0, like key 1.0. So had you built that and then <laughs> you took that somewhere to be like, hey, I'm building this thing. I have people that really are interested in it. Come help me. How, how did you do that? So it become like this <laughs> one woman show to a team. How, how did you do that? That, so, so it took a year to design the platform. 
And by mm. that's because I was working full time. And I also was like, I'm not sure what I'm doing. Um, but by the time I was done, I took the sketches and I digitized them and I actually put them into like an ex, like an actual design. Like I was actually able to have a tangible thing that people could see what it could look like. And there's amazing like ability now when you have something on the computer, you can actually pull up on your phone to see what a prototype would look like. So I was able to like show people like what would be possible, you know, because it's like people are very visual. They want to know what's going to look like, what's going to happen at the end of this, you know. So and also I wanted to be like feel confident being like, I think we can do this like this. This could be cool, you know, and then I was able to actually get more feedback from orgs and be like, yeah, this is what we, we yeah, we'd like this and stuff. So um, then from there it was like, OK, yeah, how do I get funding? Because it's like at the time, the conservation tech space was just emerging it was very like, you know, I was starting to like find my people because it was like, that's the hardest part. I think with entrepreneurship, it's like a very lonely world. Like um, if you can't, you have to find your group. Otherwise, you're like kind of out there. Um, and so I started finding other conservation technologists who are like emerging, too. And it was cool because it was like this weird little group that was like. Um, but then I found this amazing organization called Conservation X Labs, um, and they were like helping you know, doing these grand challenges and funding different things. And I talked to Alex Dagan and told him, you know, I, I went to Washington, D.C. and I told pitched my idea and different things. And they thought it was really amazing. And they gave me like my first little seed fund, you know, to like be like, we believe in you. And that was that was a huge moment for me because it was just like, OK, this is like viable. I can, you know, do something. But the the um, and then I was like raising money. I, I did a um, Indiegogo. And that was kind of hilarious looking back at it now, but it was just like my friends and family supporting me and, and saying, okay, yeah, we believe in you. We know how hard you've been working on this for so long. Like, let's try to make this possible. So we started getting moving with, with that. And I was able to, that was the hardest part is like trying to figure out, cause I'm not from, I wasn't like at the time, I had no idea how the tech world worked in the sense of like hiring a software engineer and what kind of format do I even put the platform in? Because everyone's like, do you want a native Apple or is it Android? And I'm like, well, how can I choose? Like, and then what about desktop? That's not even, a, I didn't even know you could, you know, do both. And I had no idea how to even like interview. So then I was messaging software engineers. So I was talking to people who were in um, the conservation space that were working in technology. So I talked to people at Scripps, uh, you know, in, in San Diego about like, they have people that have like become software engineers that help them with some stuff because there had been apps that had been built, you know, for like different things. So I talked to some of those people. I meet with them and they, and someone was like, this is going to cost you a million dollars to make. I'm like, what? Like, what? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Like what? And like, and then people were like, this is impossible. This is, this, you can't, you can't make this, you know, you'll never, you know, it's crazy how many people tell you not, you can't do something like along the journey. You have to like, like believe it more than, than anybody because you those people will, they'll try to, you know, they'll try to, to, to take everything down. And then, so then I, I'm one of my friends knew somebody who had a software engineering company in a different country and I was able to get some pricing, you know, and, and then they put together a proposal and I was like, okay, this looks great. And then, you know, I went, went for it and we, you know, we raised some more money and, but yeah, it was, it was difficult. I always get nervous about talking about this part. Not nervous, but it's just more like it's a bummer because we actually got like a significant, almost like like eighty percent of the platform done, like two years ago. Um, and the company that that did build it, um, they went under and they took our platform with them. And uh, oh no, they were out of country and they took a lot of our money. And honestly, it was like it was so devastating because I like. I lost like probably two years of my life's work, the, well, the whole thing we've ever done. I just, I didn't make a choice to, to start over. Um, wow. And yeah, it was really devastating. Uh, can you, you mean, it was just like, it was horrible, you know? Um, but luckily I found uh, an organization called Lambda School that was like, teaching kid like people to like become software engineers and while they did that they work on projects and i was like all right <laughs> this is not ideal because this is not like we're paying somebody and they're experts and they can do it but we just didn't have any money and like because we just like literally start from, from scratch and i was like 
I mean, I really almost did walk away from it because it's just like, well, I just can't think I can handle this anymore. <laughs> like this is just totally de total devastation. Um, but yeah, kind of like, you know, dust myself down and then like gave myself a, like a week to be, feel like wallow and like, meh, and then, you know, start over. And then that, that was hard because it's like, it took a long, it took a lot longer because everyone's learning and you're meeting with people every week. And, you know, all this time I'm, I was working because I couldn't afford to not be, um, so I'm doing everything, uh, you know, but then I, I, I was able to form a partnership with, um, conservation optimism at the university of oxford and they are you know focused on sharing what's good in conservation what's going on and why we should feel excited and empowered and stuff and so they were able to give us a little bit of funding to to work towards getting it so when they're sharing these amazing stories of optimism that people can actually take have links to go directly take action and get involved in things and so i was able to spend time over there as a biodiversity fellow in in EJ's lab and get to meet a lot of people and talk to people and things like that. So while this is all getting moving forward and, and it was good, you know, it was, we got place, you know, we got somewhere, but it was, it was hard, you know, because every six weeks you were changing teams. Um, and so it was over hard. and stuff. Yeah. You know, and you had these amazing people who were working on it. You're like, Oh, I wish I'd keep them, but they had to keep going on through the course and different things like that. So, but that being said, I've met so many people and our developer that's with us now, Muhammad, he's actually, I met him there and he was, you know, he's he brought him onto the team. Wow. Um, yeah, so that was a that was a tough time. Um, but we kept persevering, and then we end up winning this National Science Foundation grant that gave us the big chunk of money we needed to be able to like actually finish this platform and get it up and running and getting out. So that's been really uh, an amazing experience and great for for building out key and stuff. Um, but yeah, it's it's. It's been an interesting journey for sure, because you have to imagine like while you're building this platform, you're also building relationships with conservation organizations and groups and different partners and different things like that. So it's making and then you're making sure by saying like, hey, like we're building this for you, making something that they want through while you're building it. So I, I was still doing design work and, you know, building different features within the platform and stuff like that as well, while it was getting developed, like I'm still to this day building stuff, you know, because it's. It's exciting because it's like that's what makes it fun. Because if some an organization says to us, "Hey, like we wish this existed or this would work better if you did this," we can say, "Yeah, we can do that because we have the flexibility to make it happen." You know, so uh, yeah, a lot going on. Sorry, I feel like I just ramble a lot about. No, <laughs> do not apologize. I just got so lost in your story in like the best way possible. I had no clue any of that happened. Like, yeah. I wish I could toast to you right now. I have coffee. I will toast my coffee to you to like, <laughs> girl, you went through one of the hardest moments. I can only imagine if I knew you back then and I was like a good <laughs> friend with you and you came to me and like, Brooke, it's all gone. <laughs> I, woo, I can, it was, that really just sad. shows, yeah. I can, that just shows your belief and dedication in this platform. <laughs> I can't, Thanks. I can't yeah, even imagine. Cool. Yeah, well, everyone like that's what conservation is, though, right? Like, there's so many moments like where you're going through, and it's like you just can't predict what's going to happen, right? And I think that probably helped me prepare for like being in this world because you have to have like this belief in yourself, like in like the mission, right? Because like I, you know, I think that if you're in conservation, you you know you probably are one of the most optimistic person people out there because like <laughs> yes, you. <laughs> And people say, no, you know, what? You know, but I'm like, but like, you have to believe that things are going to get better and that the work that you're doing is going to make a difference. And then this is all worth it because it's hard being in the conservation space because the world itself is already a little, it's pretty difficult in general, but having your career based around a, like a, you know, in a, in a field that's like feels a bit like whew, devastating sometimes you know, you got to be like, all right, no, we're going to do this, you know? So I just, and there was, there were so many people that I met who I would talk to around, you know, in the, cons the different conservation orgs who I would talk to them and they would tell me their stories about like what they were struggling with and like why they need different support. And it was like, I would put like, I would pull them up, like their pictures sometimes and be like, all right, I'm going to be back. I'm going back in, you know, because I would just hear their stories in my mind. And I just thought like, 
it made me so frustrated knowing that people like they they just needed more support and like they needed I just wanted to like help you know and so that's what kind of <laughs> you have to find your why you know yeah, <laughs> yeah and so. in those hard days just being reminded of what your why is yeah definitely I, I totally get that one and I think yeah. this might be a good time to actually talk about what key is <laughs> if you want if you want i know because this is mostly an audio platform um could you maybe take me through what is key what is key conservation what is this thing that you are building from Mm -hmm. however you want to describe it if you could just like tell me tell us what is key yeah so it's a platform that's available on mobile and desktop where people can see what's going on in conservation and they can get involved in a way that means meaningful to them. So it's, you know, obviously built from a conservationist point of view, but the idea is that uh, an organization can get support in three ways. They can get, you know, itemized funding so they can say, this is what we need funding for and they can break it down so people can see exactly where their money's going towards and saying, you know, $5 that the gas to help save the sea turtles or whatever, or what, you know, help support the team. And then they can also give their professional skills. So I always say, no matter what you do in the world, you can use it to help for conservation. So you can, uh, you, we've had like lawyers who we have a whole team right now that's helping us with legal, like pro bono. Like, so you can, if you're a lawyer, you can help a conservation organization. If you're a mechanic, you can help fix a patrol vehicle. If you're a drone operator, you can help with like remote, you know, um, surveys or something like that. It doesn't really matter what it is. It's honestly, you could, you can use it. So connecting conservation organizations and people with these skills. To, to find these amazing opportunities. Um, and then last is um, in-person volunteer opportunities. So it's like geo-based, you know, push notifications that you can get. You can, if you're in your local town or if you're traveling around the world, you can see what's going on and, and ways for you to get involved. And that can kind of go for events too. Eventually you're going to have events in there as well. Um, but what really makes Key, I think, unique um, is that like after, like, you know, while this is going on, after you've given your contribution, the organization can send you updates as the project progresses. And then, you know, videos at, at the end saying, look what you helped us achieve. So the idea is that when somebody comes onto the key conservation platform, they always will go away with feeling like hopeful. And our tagline is empowering hope because there's always actionable steps that you can take to make a difference or get involved, you know? So that's the core of what key is. Um, but there's so much more behind it when we look at it from a conservation point of view, because we're building a community where people can like find other conservationists and who's working on different research topics and things like that. So they can collaborate and find each other and work together. Um, we're going to be building out groups to help support, you know, uh, collaborations and things like that. But really it's, it's exciting because uh, you can use a person can see your impact. You can see how many species you've helped and, and ways that you've, you've contributed kind of like a Spotify wrap up at the end of the year. Like, look what you've, what you've helped do, you know, but the the platform itself is like based in science. So, you know, we pull in data from um, GBIF and the IUCN Red List. So you can see the species, learn what's going on. And, our you know, our goals is to help fill data deficiencies and research that needs to be done. So helping fund expeditions to, you know, get more information about species and, and help with restoration and just really make sure that the organizations themselves are getting support they need to be able to take care of their teams as well as their, do the mission. So, um, yeah, that's kind of the core, I guess. <laughs> yes, that's so good because you made sure that I got on it before we sat down and I'm completely in love with the platform. And so maybe, so this concept is new. We're all on social media. We all understand how they work. We get Instagram. We get all of these other things. So mm-hmm. let's say that somebody listening is very interested in joining as an individual Maybe mm-hmm. could you talk a little bit more about, I guess, how would that work? You don't have to be like, you sign up here and you do this, this, and this. I mean, we don't have to go down that. I mean, more of like somebody listening is an individual and they want to connect more in the conservation community. Like how mm-hmm. could they best utilize the platform as an individual? And then maybe yeah. after that, if you could also maybe discuss if somebody has an organization and they want their organization to oh, be yeah. on it. So on both sides, how can this best be viewed as a person, as a conservationist that wants to connect more, and then maybe someone who also runs it? What is the best way that they can use it as well? 
Yeah. So from the, the individual side, when you come onto the platform, you're signing up. I'm not going to go. <laughs> but like <laughs> you can actually select the skills. Like so we have a bunch of skills that you can select that you're like, I want to give this type of skill. And that way, when an organization creates a campaign post saying, like I said earlier, we need a drone operator, you'll get an alert. So you won't miss out on opportunities that are made for you or whatever. And also from the perspective of like we you can also add your locations and stuff like that. So if you are in a certain area, you can actually scroll down. And when there's like a volunteer opportunity, it'll like glow green when it's close to you. So you're like, OK, this is exciting. I can get involved and you'll get an alert as well saying like, hey, this is within your range. Do you want to get involved? So it's a great way for organizations to like tap in to people that are already in their area without having to be like, hey, are you even close to me? It's like they already know <laughs> and they're already getting alerts, you know, which is like saves a lot of time. Um, but yeah, so from from the from that perspective, like, you know, if, if you're an individual coming on, you can go ahead and start searching, you know, different species, different orgs. You can there's a global map where you can see who's in your backyard or what's going on if you're going to travel or something like that. You can look up different research topics that you're interested in. So say you're like, I really am passionate about like machine learning or ocean conservation. I can go and search that uh, research topic and I can see all the organizations that are working in that research topic and all the campaigns are currently going on. So I can just jump in and start getting involved right off the bat in, in different things like that. And you can also, you know, add your friends and do different things to start getting kind of uh, building that community and stuff. And then from the, uh, the org side, same thing. You just come in, you come on and you can sign up. So each organization that comes to the platform has to go through an application process and a vetting process. So we want to make sure that, you know, the organizations that are on the platform are legit doing real conservation work or, you know, can be verified so people can feel really solid about who they're supporting and things like that. And they can, they go through this process and um, they fill out their profiles. We can see what, you know, the, like, again, the research topics that they focus on, the species that they're working with, the, the habitats that they're in, you know, different partners that they have. And so you're having this transparency from the organization to really understand, you know, what's who's working on what and what's going on. So um, we usually try to get back to organizations within a couple of days so they can feel like they're moving forward. And then we usually have them set up a time with our team so we can show them all the amazing things they can do. So, um, yeah, it's hopefully pretty simple. We try to make it super user friendly. Right. And um, I know that you and I talked about this and maybe this might be a good question for what I want to ask next, but what if somebody isn't necessarily a researcher or a biologist? Like, yeah. can they, are they still welcome on the platform of course. as well? Oh my God. Yes. I mean, we really want people from all walks of life to feel like they can be a conservationist. You know, it's like, it doesn't matter. Like it's on our website, like doesn't, anyone, anywhere, anytime <laughs> can get involved, you know, because we want people to be able to use their own unique skills or unique experiences to help conservation. Cause it's very much like all hands on deck situation right now for, for biodiversity. Right. So we need people who have different ideas and have different perspectives and who could be like, what about this? Have you guys thought about it? And like, Oh, that's a great idea. Let's, let's, let's do it. You know what I mean? So that's what we want to make the platform as a place where people can feel like they can involved where they are now you know yeah and also too what about organizations that might not be research based that are like conservation but they're not research like are they also like, welcome in what's in what sense like rewatology like, let's say that uh, oh, uh yes, somebody since like filmmakers um there's definitely like a, a maybe a really big example like jackson wild you know one of the t premier like the oscars of yes. the conservation film world. Now they're not exactly, you know, the doing sea turtle research on the beaches of Hawaii, you know? So yeah. what about those kind of organizations? Because, um, you know, conservation right. is just such a wide breadth now. Are they also welcome onto the platform and how exactly would that work? Yeah, so that's our next phase that we're trying to work on is making sure that we can also include you know, people that are working in the conservation space, but not just doing research and things like that, because it's a very critical part of like how the community is built and how we can connect everybody. So that's why I'm hoping I'm excited about us talking in the future here soon, because I feel like there's just so many overlaps of the work that like, you know, that that help push conservation forward and how can we connect it? And I think that's a part of building this community is like connecting people to the resources that help build their awareness and build the community around supporting these conservation efforts and things like that. And so that's why I'm really excited because the platform is has so much potential to 
to grow in that way. So yes, uh, <laughs> next step, steps for sure. <laughs> yes. Oh, we're going to talk about that. Yes, for absolutely. Sure. <laughs> I am. I'm always so happy to be the guinea pig. So, <laughs> and also I think I'm, I'm, I would have never had any clue back in the day when I took that random startup job after I lost like my career job to COVID that oh. how much good has come from that. And so I think, mm-hmm. you know, just the universe and fate or whatever, whatever anybody believes translated to that, that I was able to get that opportunity because now I'm more than I believe so much in what you do that we can. I'm so happy to use Rewatology as a guinea pig, like a media platform. <laughs> How can we incorporate that? Because I've also met so many amazing podcasters and filmmakers mm-hmm. and directors well, and yeah. all of these great organizations that are based on something different that's just as important in conservation. And then if we can all get ourselves in one place key oh, yeah. like oh my oh it's just like a dream. Oh, I get all tingly inside like you're just like it's so exciting <laughs> oh I know and there's just so many you know conservation organizations that are just dying to also connect with these different people and you know we have this amazing mural up in San Diego because we connected with these incredible artists uh, Chris and Carly like and then the the you know Nico who works at the space helped make it happen and it's like this would have never occurred if these people who are amazing what they do, like weren't interested in conservation and wanted to be involved in different things. It's like, what else, what else could we make possible? Like how exciting to think of what could be, you know? Yeah. So, that's yeah. Cool. Cause I'm just thinking about that, you know, the whole, I, I don't have that hard of a time connecting with people, maybe just because mm-hmm. I know how to network, but not everyone does. And so to think, yeah, just even from an internal standpoint, like where do you even begin? Or if somebody's just starting their career, they're 18 going into college or they're 22 yeah. and they just graduated with their bachelor's. And then you have that overwhelming feeling of like, I don't even know where to go to right. meet like, people. Where to start? Like what's, yeah, where is my community? Like I said to you before, like having your a community is so important and it's like those and then the people that you meet and they shape your career and then you can you know there's I think mentorship is so important right and then like it's just in getting different perspectives like you know your lived experience might be very different from somebody else's like how can we share those experiences so people can feel like okay well I didn't realize that like that's really interesting okay how can I help with that or you know thinking about it from a different way because People are going to be building, helping push laws and helping build things and stuff like that. They, we need to have this varied experience so we can make sure it's as inclusive as possible, right? So having all these people connected, not just in their own little echo chamber, is really important part of that, right? Like, it's just fun. It's fun too, right? Because it's like you get to meet all these different people and you're like, wow, I like I, I've never, I've always wanted to learn how to do that. That's really cool. Or it, it's <laughs> yeah. fun, you know? Oh. I love what you're doing so much. And this is like, yes. just, I mean, yeah, of course, we're sitting down for an episode and that's the whole point of what we're sitting down. But like, I really am excited about what you're doing. Like, thank you. It means a lot. I'm, I'm freaking stoked. Like, <laughs> I really want to help contribute to what you're building because I believe in it that much. And so, yeah, we'll have yeah. a lot more continued conversations about all of this. And to everyone listening right now, like, by the time this episode goes out, I'm going to make sure that I'm really in-depth and knowledgeable on the platform because I want all of you to come on too. Like, come join. Finally, we have yes. a community. We're like, <laughs> you know, one of the only ways before that I even knew how to connect with other people. So I would go on like hashtag conservation on Instagram <laughs> or something. Oh, yeah. You know, know. Just, well, yeah. how else do we connect? And yeah. How else, especially since we're such a global community and there's these amazing people that barely even have the resources to even have like a marketing person. So what are the mm-hmm. odds that we're ever going to find them? Um, and For so, sure. Oh, yeah. I'm so excited. Yeah. And it's really cool because like, you know, there's some people just like they love marketing, right? Like mm-hmm. and like there's some people just like, I love this. And I'm just like, wow, I can't think of anything worse. You know, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? But like, I'm, I'm, I'm just kidding. But like. You know, but that's what that's what I think that makes the world go around, and that's what makes it so exciting, right? So how could we do that for for conservationists? Take the thing that like makes them like tread that they can. Someone's like, I would, I would love to do this, and it's like that's exciting, you know? Exactly, I completely <laughs> agree. So what's next? I guess you you've kind of described a little bit about some 
big features that are currently up and running. And you can go ahead and list them again if you want. And then also, <laughs> what is you and your team working on? Like, what is the next phase? Because I doubt that you're going to be stopping anytime, quote unquote, stopping. You never stop. <laughs> but, you know, stop building anytime soon. So, yeah. yeah, what is next for your team? So I'm really excited because we're, we're working on getting the funding, first phase of our funding feature out. So organizations can actually get that itemized funding set up. Um Conservation funding is one of the biggest issues, like trying to make sure that some of these places that are in the, you know, organizations that work in super high biodiverse areas have a harder time getting funding. And so we're trying to work on making that simplified and more streamlined. So that's why I say first phase, because there's this, you know, we're getting the first foundations of the, like the payment platform figured out. And then we're going to work on the next phase of getting more options and things up and running. It kept me up at night because I was like, I didn't want to release any of it until it was all figured out. And everyone's like, you need to just start somewhere and I was like fine I just you know I just feel bad because I want everyone to it to be even right that's like a biggest part of what trying to do at key but anyway so that's coming out next which is I can't wait um and then we have the job board was going to be coming out so we had a lot of orgs saying or people coming on be like hey are there any places to look for jobs you know so we're going to make it possible for orgs to create you know put internships jobs part-time jobs contract work anything onto the platforms they can get people who are interested in getting involved in conservation jobs. Cause there's so many people out there like, I'd love to like make this transition. How do I do that? So they can actually find those opportunities within the platform itself. And then we're making it possible for all the posts that organizations make into the key conservation platform, make it so they can share it automatically to on well, automatic share it to their social media pla platforms. So really streamlining. <laughs> so instead of having to post, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, whatever, they can go onto the key, create a post, and then they can share it directly to those uh, those social media avenues. And those will have a direct link right back to the campaign where people can get involved and start, you know, giving support and funding and things like that. So really making hopefully even easier for orgs to get, get the support that they need. Um, but then, yeah, uh, if well, our goal is to, to raise more funding so we can actually get the, you know, start the next phase of development. And that's going to be looking at how we can do native languages. So, you know, you can auto translate so people can, you know, write things in their native languages and then be people can translate it from wherever they are in the world. And so it's really becomes more of a universal thing. Um, and then we just have I, there's just so many other things like messaging, adding the news feature in so organizations can just add um, updates that are going on besides creating campaigns. They can share news. Um, and then building out groups so we can actually support a lot of the research and different things that are happening there. Um, and our good news feature, which is I think is going to be exciting, where people can just come and see all the good news that's happening in conservation, feel inspired, and hopefully they can come there for that dopamine hit <laughs> and, <laughs> and leave by taking some action and, and getting involved with uh, orgs. But that's kind of like what's on the t in the front of my head right now, what we've got going on. But we have a whole map of what we desire to create. But What's exciting is the next feature might be something that an organization suggests because they gave us feedback, you know, so who knows? There might be something else that's going to happen next that they put up on there. So we'll see. Oh, so exciting. And since the Rewatology audience is very diverse in who listens and what they do and where they listen, is there anything specific that you or your team needs if there's like if you could almost make um like a recruiting call right now is there anything <laughs> that you're looking for or specific feedback like a like a group of conservationists that would could you could really use their help with i guess right now it's it's an open platform to ask is there anybody listening that you might need help from for whatever it is that you're working yeah on? for sure i mean Honestly, we'd really love some help with like translations. Like, so I like getting, you know, I just did a webinar yesterday or like a, a Zoom call with, uh, you know, and I had a translation during Spanish and things like that. So we're going to be making um, videos and some Spanish stuff for different orgs, but love to talk to people who are in different countries that they would want to maybe share more about key with their conservation orgs that are in their areas. And maybe that it would be better if it was in their native language and they could help us with translating some maybe materials that would be incredible i mean the hope is we can make it really um accessible um and then honestly just getting on the platform and like checking it out and testing it like telling us like hey 
what do you like about this? Is there feedback? Is there ways you can make it better? Like, cause like now you can get on and create your own profile and, and then, you know, sending conservation orgs our way that you want to get more support that we can help. Like that would be amazing. Yeah, absolutely. And like I said, I'll make sure that I'm well, not like I'm very knowledgeable on the platform by the time this goes out too. So, and yeah. I'll make sure that um, if anybody does want to chat with key and they have ideas or feedback of course uh, all the ways to contact megan are going to be in the show notes so everyone definitely go check that out too if you're like oh this is awesome i have this idea or these organizations would be fantastic for your platform please like connect with all of them um so absolutely check it out there and then to take it back to big picture and your vision about all of this what do you see as like your goal for the future on if you could envision this is what I want in 10 years if all of this keeps going the way it is what is that bigger vision (laughs) um I I would want there to be I would want every organization to have like core sustainable funding that they do not have to think about every single month or every single couple months I would like to take the burden off of these organizations of that constant survival mode. I would want every organization to feel that they can like focus on the work that they're doing. Um, I would want teams to be able to pay their their employees livable wages that they could make sure that they're supporting them in a way that's sustained, like really livable wage, you know? <laughs> and I would love for them for the world to be collaborating and people to be using their skills to like help move conservation forward. And I would want them to like, I would, by 10 years, I would hope that some of these, some people would be having like long-term relationships with these organizations where they're able to see the first part where they helped with something and be able to like see the long-term outcomes of some of that support, you know, because it's, it will add up. And it will make a difference. And so how cool would that be to be able to say like, wow, like I remember when this project first started, it was just a dream and we all believed in it together. And so we helped make it possible and look where it is now, you know, and be able to like see that come to fruition. But I think there's just so many potential things we could do when it comes to like filling gaps of data and making sure that we have all the uh, research and like data that we need to be able to influence like law at the like highest level. So we can make sure that these areas are protected and species are protected. And I think that the more people know about what that looks like by raising awareness on the platform, the more support that we can get to get these laws and different things, like just that way that raise awareness. Right. So you see it all the time, like people just like, they didn't know, like, oh, I didn't know that that dam was going to take out that whole ecosystem and, you know, affect that whole village and everything. But like, now we know, and like, I'm going to say something or, but it's just about how can we get people, like, I think if we could scale that, like, how amazing could that be, right? So, um, and then I'd love to see more collaborations. Like, there's so many amazing people doing so many cool things. Like, how can we join the dots between who's doing what or like the dreams that of what people have because I talk to people all the time and they're like I, if I could if only and they're all these amazing ideas You're like oh I want that to happen right so like if we could empower more of those amazing ideas like wow like just half of them just thinking if they all existed right now like and we do change everything so if we could bring like have a safe space where people could say I have this dream it because this and then other people like that's a great dream i'm gonna help help you you know and then we could see all those things come so i guess that's kind of a weird answer but there's a lot of different things i guess there's way more stuff but i don't know stop talking (laughs) (laughs) a lot of things everything (laughs) yes that was wonderful and like this next question i always love to ask as well is you have a very unique background in the way that you've I mean, your story sounds incredible. A lot of the stuff I didn't even know. Um, If you could give the people listening at least one piece of advice 
from maybe your experience or what you just learned over the years or maybe something that was given to you that really stuck with you, what would that advice be? <laughs> uh, I always like the quote, like eight seconds of bravery can change your life. And I think that goes with a lot of things. So you can do it. It can be for your career. It can be for like just life in general, because like, I think we all have this desire or something that we want to do inside of us. Like, oh, I wish I could do that. Or that's like, I wish I could do this idea or talk to that person. Right. And it's like, there's that where it's like, just, just do it. And like, you know, then you, you, you have to ask. Right. So it's like, you know, always ask, like, it's always worth trying to, you know, cause there's no way I'm sitting here right now without the tons of people behind me who have said yes to me asking questions and, you know, or stepped up and like helped mentor me or believed in me, you know, and half of that time is just like, is just asking questions and like being brave, you know, and being like, okay, like I don't, and then admitting, like, I don't know any of this. I don't know. And like, just being okay with not knowing, you know what I mean? And so I think with, with my career, like I wanted to, I always knew I wanted, I had in mind, I wanted to understand different perspectives. So I always try to do different types of jobs where I could be like, okay, why are people interested in this? What's, what's the call? Why do people become so obsessed with birds? <laughs> you know, so working with birds, you're like, oh, I get it now, you know, like, I get it, you know, and you can connect with people. And like, so I guess the advice would be uh, just be brave and come into conversations with a learning mindset and uh, just, you can't, it, you can't hurt to ask, you know, like most people, if you come with like a good heart and like a good intention, I think want are willing to help. So yeah, I don't know if that helped. <laughs> that was wonderful advice. <laughs> oh, Megan, you're such an amazing person. And I'm sure oh, that people listening are going to be so impacted by you and your story. And so let's say that well, somebody, they do, they're like, sign me up. Where do I go? What is, what's all the things? Just spew the links. How can someone sign up for Key? Maybe how can some, uh, someone follow what you're all doing when new uh, features are going to be dropped? Um, if there was someone yeah. wants to contact you or your team, maybe they have some feedback mm -hmm. or ideas. What is the best yeah. way to do all of that? Yeah, I think the, the easiest way is going to our website, keyconservation.org. Um, it has the links to go to our, to download stuff in the app store, to go directly to the desktop site easy enough. There's also ways to contact me there, but you can always contact me at Megan at keyconservation.org. <laughs> so that's really easy. Um, yeah, that's, that's, that's the main job spot where you can go for everything. <laughs> and of course, I always love to have all of that in the show notes. So everyone just go to realology.com, go to this episode and all of that will be just a couple clicks away and you will be in touch with Megan. You'll be signing up for key conservation and connecting with me there, hopefully connecting with Megan, connecting with everybody, everybody, the whole conservation community so megan <laughs> thanks again for thank you reaching out in 2021 and <laughs> keeping your vision in your eyes your scope your future everything uh -oh. because now you're you've built something beautiful that i'm more than happy to support and thank I you well, thanks for believing your story out <laughs> <laughs> thank you i appreciate it thank you for all your support it really means a lot it's been a long time since i've been so excited for a new social platform I'm going to be working closely with Megan to help with the next phase of the platform, and I'll be sure to keep you all posted. Don't forget to sign up as soon as you're done listening and let me know when you're on. Additionally, in case you missed the earlier announcements, I am hosting the show's first Rewildology listener meetup on May 16th at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. I'm planning the next big phase of the show and want to hear your thoughts as I tweak the podcast to be the best show for our community. The meetup is 100% free to join. Just send me your RSVP at hello at rewildology.com or DM on any of the social accounts and you'll come right to me. If you enjoyed this episode and think someone else might find it valuable too, Spread the love and share the episode on your Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter and tag Rewildology. I'd love to hear your thoughts and share them with the whole Rewildology community. One last shout out to Focusrite for powering the podcast sound. 
If you'd like to see the gear I use to record the show, head on over to rewildaudio.com and check out Nature Podcasting under the resources tab. Until next time, friends, together we will rewild the planet. Hey, thanks again for listening to this episode of Rewildology. If you like what you heard, hit that subscribe button to never miss a future episode. Do you have a cool environmental organization, travel story, or research that you'd like to share? Let me know at rewildology.com. Until next time, friends, together we will rewild the planet. <laughs>